1: got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on
0: deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception, reception of the show.
1: Okay, so another young wide receiver that uh, we talked about last week and, and literally as we spoke, uh, we were trying to convince the Jets through mental telepathy that uh, hey, you gotta hold on to Elijah Moore. He's this young up and coming, he could be an absolute stud. Ah, Yeah, and then uh, 24 hours later, the guys traded to the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) You know, and and this is the thing, too. You talk about the Browns making some savvy moves here. I I mean, first of all, you think about the trade they made for Amari Cooper. They gave up absolutely nothing. And then for this one, too, uh, for Elijah Moore, I I mean, okay, yeah, they're swapping second and third round picks, uh, but I don't think they gave up very much at all. To go get Elijah Moore. I thought this was an awesome trade for Cleveland. You give uh, Elijah Moore, again, this young, up and coming player, uh, room to operate in in a team that is in need of a number two wide receiver, Uh, potentially a number one wide receiver, really, if you want to talk about Amari Cooper. But just Cooper and Elijah Moore there with Cleveland, with Deshaun Watson now, um, you know, trying to get back in shape, too. I tell you what, he makes Cleveland's passing attack way more interesting.
0: Yeah, way more interesting, and I think Cleveland's passing attack will be way more interesting overall. There's been a lot of whispers in the offseason that they want to open this thing up, like they want to make this a pat, like more of a passing offense, and it has been in Cleveland uh, recently. That yeah, makes sense too, because <laughs> really, I I kind of do because I I do really like Kevin Stefanski as an offensive designer and as a play caller, and I think I think I they've like played. A I think they've played to their strengths recently which their running back room has been like absurdly deep and it's just not anymore like Dearness Johnson's gone Kareem Hunt's gone um you know I mean he's still out there in free agency maybe they bring him back yeah. but I, that that would be you know possible but either way like he wasn't very good last year anyways and you know Nick Chubb at this point like He's the he's the only guy in the backfield, but mm-hmm. there. if Deshaun Watson is a that's the big if, right? Like, and I don't give Deshaun Watson like a you know the benefit of the doubt for this or anything, or like, oh, let's let's be sensitive to Watson because this was a problem that he created. Uh, you know, if he he didn't have you know the full off season with the team last year, you obviously was suspended, right. he had a lot of off field stuff going on. So maybe in Cleveland's mind, they're like, All right, full off season with the team, the legal stuff's behind him, theoretically. Um he'll be better this year and if he's better this year then yeah they now all of a sudden they have the horses to really open this thing up because i've kind of thought all offseason that cleveland was sneaky one of the best receiver landing spots out there because they so desperately needed a number two receiver like we talked about dpj at some point during the season i think he's a fine three but he's like just a guy and um he'll maybe stretch the field out for you a little bit but you know Elijah Moore is exactly the type of player they need—a guy to get open, potentially to play in the slot, but can also play outside. Like, I think this is a huge win for Elijah Moore to come. I would have been great to see him with the Green Bay Packers for sure. But I mean, excuse me, with the with the Green Bay Packers <laughs> quarterback Aaron Rodgers, uh, slip slip of the right. tongue there. Yes, but yes, yes. if Watson rebounds, um, I, I think I think this is a great spot for Elijah Moore who. It sounds like from what I heard that the Jets weren't planning on trading Elijah Moore, but then they started getting a bunch of calls when they signed McColl Hardman and they signed Alan Lazard and team, you know, that was really what kind of ended up move, like moving the situation forward. So um, I think it's a pretty big win for Elijah Moore uh, going from New York to Cleveland.
1: All right, so I, I want to wrap up the Cleveland thing, and then I'll get into the Jets here, Jets side of things. But <clears throat> listen, they've got a good offensive line. Um, you talk about Stefanski maybe trying to open it up a little bit, and I'm very skeptical because at, at what point in Stefanski's NFL career have we ever really seen that, right? Uh, when he was <laughs> the offensive coordinator with Minnesota, they ran the ball. Now you could say, okay, that was Zimmer. Zimmer had an identity. He wanted to run the ball, play good defense. I get, I buy that. Okay, And then in Cleveland, you say, well, they didn't really have a quarterback and they're going to have to run that ball. I can buy that, too. I'm just saying there was never a point in Stefanski's, you know, offensive play calling history in the NFL. Have have they ever, quote unquote, opened it up? Um, And I will also say. I think he, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay have the best offensive run systems in the NFL. All, I mean, first of all, they're all very similar, right? They're all based on this whole primarily outside zone run concepts. Uh, but regardless, whether we're talking power, <clears throat> power football, where we're talking finesse football, it doesn't matter. They, they've got run plays out the yin yang, man. Um, and I love what Stev- Kevin Stefanski has done in the run game there in Cleveland, what he did in the run game there in Minnesota. So uh, that's his bread and butter. I have real doubts uh, that they quote unquote open it up, but can I also say this though? If I, and I'm not here to 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 give you the whole boomer idea of you got to establish the run, but I will say that when you have good balance and the threat of a good run game, certainly things can open up uh, in the passing game as well. So I'm not saying establish the run. I'm just saying when you know you're playing a Kevin Stefanski team, Matt you know you're going to get a good run game and defensive coordinators on the other sideline, they've got to prepare.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're about to become like top five in the NFL in pass attempts or anything like that. But I think from where they've been from a design perspective, even like the last year of Baker Mayfield, the last two years of Baker Mayfield, how about Baker Mayfield's good year in Cleveland (laughs) under Stevan Skvansky in 2020? It was pretty clear like it was Keep the train on the tracks. Keep the train on yeah, the tracks. Like right. let's, we just got to keep Baker in this little box, and as long as he's in this little box, he won't screw this up. And even Jacoby Brissette, I have talked really, you know, highly about Jacoby Brissette and how he played last year. That was very much like a game manager heavy offense. So I'm not even For necessarily sure. saying from a volume perspective uh, they'll they'll be like top five, but I think they could be a more aggressive passing team from a design perspective and maybe a volume perspective than they have been of late.
1: Yeah, uh, in the uh, by the way, beyond even Amari Cooper and now Elijah Moore, David and Joku had a real breakout season last mm-hmm. year. I love this young kid Harrison Bryant too, another tight end. Um, so man, I tell you what, uh, they do have some really interesting athletic now uh, pass catchers there in Cleveland, and again that offensive line I think still really rock solid too. Uh, so this is a, this is a unit that could really make some noise. Um, and just
0: the Elijah Moore they trade too. It's like if the like I think the Browns were going to have to draft a receiver this year because they weren't necessarily going to make like the Hopkins trade or something like that. Right. I think ranking like if Elijah Moore was in this draft class like him as a prospect and I really my opinion on him hasn't really changed. Since he came into the NFL, I know he had a weird year last year. We kind of talked kind of talked throughout in the last podcast. Yeah. I think he'd right. be the second best receiver in this class behind uh, behind Jackson Smith and Jigba. So, like it's a great mm. it's just a great trade from a value perspective there.
1: Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast. I love it. Um, I absolutely love it. And they did, really didn't give up that much. Again, they gave up a second round pick, but then they're getting a third round pick back, right? Yeah. So, So, um, boy, I, I tell you, man, I thought it was a great trade uh, for Cleveland. I thought they absolutely hit a, an absolute home run, uh, bringing in Elijah Moore. Okay, now on the other side, though, for the Jets, it's like when I saw the McCole Hardman signing, I, I, I just kind of figured Elijah Moore's out of there. And, and to yeah. me, Matt... I, I don't know, man. Like the Jets got to do some self-scouting or something, bro. Like, come on, man. Like you can't look at, you can't be like, all right, well, we got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. We, we, we should be cooking, And then you're like, all right, well, you know what? We're going to then bring in Al Lazard and Nicole Hardman. We're good. Like, what? Come on, guys. Like, what are you, what are we doing out here? Come on, that's not. That is not good. That is not good scouting. I'm sorry, but that is just not good scouting, man. Like what is happening? Like give me Elijah Moore ahead of both of those guys any day of the week. Um I just don't understand, you know? Like I really I really Matt do not understand why you bring in Hardman and you feel as if that makes Elijah Moore expendable. It just drives me nuts. I cannot understand it.
0: I think what the, what basically what the um, Jets wanted was they did see value in getting the other second-round pick because that's going to be part of the Rodgers trade. It sounds like what's going to happen is they're going to send a second-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year, but they want that second-round pick to have some assurances from the – like not assurances, but some like baked in protection that if Rodgers, this was Charles Robinson reported this from Yahoo. And um that like they that's the kind of the sticking point right now is they want some protection from the Packers that if Rodgers just <laughs> goes back to being 90% retired this time next year, they can they get a little bit back. They don't have to give a full second next year. But anyways, they wanted the extra second round <clears throat> pick. I think it's part of the Rodgers stuff. Um, but yeah, the, from a just brass tack standpoint, their receiver room. Is Garrett Wilson and a bunch of Jags right now? I, you know, because Corey <laughs> Davis, Corey on. Davis is is a good player, but is he? I could still, I could see him either being part of the Packers trade. I could see him being cut. I could see him being traded to another team. Hard to see him on this roster. So then it's, I mean, and McCole Hardman is like not a real receiver. He's like a gadget guy. Like Elijah Moore yep. is a real big boy wide receiver, despite like being a slot guy and smaller, like McCole Hardman slot and small, whatever, but they're just not similar players. So, Hey, I'll tell you what though, at this point, this is going to be like Garrett Wilson's going to get like 150 targets from Aaron Rodgers next year, which, which, (laughs) which in the long run, probably a good thing. (laughs)
1: hey listen i'm i'm happy for garrett wilson dynasty managers fine (laughs) okay but yeah again this this podcast and this show in particular we kind of sort of blur that line between real football and and you know and the fake stuff right so and i get it so listen if you've got garrett wilson in dynasty and you want to draft him early next year i'm all for it man like trust me i'm gonna have garrett wilson as a potential you know superstar uh, when when I start doing rankings in into twenty twenty three, but from a real football standpoint, Matt, I'm just so disappointed, man. Like me too, yeah. The Jets had a real, real opportunity to have a special passing attack, and to be frank, I, I mean, look, if the running backs come back and like you know, if if they're as good as as we think they can be, uh, the run game would have been real solid too. So. This Jets offense had a real chance to be special in 2023. You take Elijah Moore off, and now they're back to being just another NFL team trying to get by with one great receiver and then trying to figure out the holes everywhere else. And so again, they go from having a real strength mat to then just being another NFL team. And, And that's what makes me... I just, I was disappointed in it.
0: Definitely disappointed. Um, And I think the Jets are disappointed with the way this played out too. Like I listened to Robert Sala talk and he's always been really complimentary of Elijah Moore. And I think he said like, we kind of have to, we kind of have to see like on our end, like why this fell apart with a, with a guy that even after the trade happened, he's like, this is a good player. And we're, we, it was disappointing to lose him. So I think they definitely have to, and look, I've always said too, I love Elijah Moore, the player, but I don't love how he handled things last year. And I think that was sure. a big, a big, big part of it. But um, from just a pure football perspective, too, like I think the Jets are counting on, hey, our defense is going to be as good as it was last year. Our run game is going to be as good as it was last year when Brees Hall was healthy. And we're going to plop Aaron Rodgers in here. And he's going to have he's going to basically be like just like he like what like it was with the Packers in those two NFC championship runs where they had one alpha receiver and then a bunch of dudes like moving along with him. But that's, it's tough to count on because defense doesn't always translate year to year. No nope. Reese Hall's coming off of an injury. Even if it's not yep. like a, it's not a Javante Williams or JK Dobbins type in the injury. It's still a ACL recovery. Um, your offensive line. You got to get some guys back after injury. And that was Aaron Rodgers two and three years ago. And I don't think Rodgers is washed at all, but I also don't think he's. I think from a physical standpoint,
1: he's not as good as he
0: was. He's not as good as he was a couple of years ago. So there's a lot of things that they're counting on to just plop Rodgers in. And maybe, hey, we're 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 not a very big voluminous passing attack. We have one alpha and a bunch of jags, but our run game's gonna be good enough. Our defense is gonna be good enough. And sometimes that doesn't carry over year over year. So it is it is a risk what the what the Jets are playing with right now.
1: I think what the jets are doing too, it's like, you think about that. And again, that leaves you, you're, I talk about this all the time in the NFL. You want to have the biggest margin for error possible in the NFL, because in the NFL, man, things go awry and they go sideways quick. So everything that you just listed out on paper sounds great until one injury hits then Another injury hits uh, some guys, maybe it's not an injury. Maybe there's a depreciation of talent here. Okay. Like there's a lot of things that go wrong. And all of a sudden that margin for error shrinks considerably. Because again, when you have Elijah Moore in the mix and people are saying, well, why are you guys spending, why are you guys think Elijah Moore's not a superstar? I get it. I get, he's not a superstar, but you want to have as much talent, a talent buffer as possible in the very ultra competitive AFC. (laughs) And that margin for error all of a sudden shrunk down considerably, considerably when you send a young and ascending talent to Cleveland. That's that's all I'm saying. And, and I tell you what, could it all work out? Absolutely. But I tell you, don't be surprised if it doesn't. Don't be surprised if it falls apart because again, that margin for error shrunk down considerably, man. So that would be my thought um, on Elijah Moore and the Jets, and then now Elijah Moore in Cleveland. And again, I think Cleveland uh, making a great trade here. <laughs>